This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 289. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, uh, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. And uh, I am pleased to be here with Master. Matthew, Master. <laughs> yes, you are the master, uh, master. The master of all good things that happen here on the podcast. <laughs> Master Matthew Marister. <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, dude. We are sitting here in the Caltech booth. Yes. Shot Show 2019. And a great show and great folks here, of course, at Caltech hosting us. And so thus, we must mention that this episode brought to you by Caltech. Go give them some love. Check them out. Uh, go, to, go to their website. Go to their social. Go to their YouTube. All that stuff. Some of the coolest stuff. And buy stuff. their guns, like the new KS7 shotgun or the new CP33 22 long rifle pistol. Coolest stuff. Go buy them. Like so, so they're always like making new stuff that you just you never thought about. Right. It just just Caltech, Caltech is, is amazing cool. because uh, like they just march to their own tune, yep, their own absolutely. beat. You know, like uh, geniuses over there, the Kellgren family. George Kellgren, of course, uh, founder and president of the company. That he, you know, he's he's an engineer mm-hmm. at heart and uh, by trade, and 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 they just they just take the most amazing and unique routes you know to accomplish what they do you know as far as like we want to make something cool we want to make something that serves a certain purpose well like then they, they just approach it with a, a totally different angle than than anybody else would yeah, almost like like purposely different yeah totally. uh, uh, you know what i mean like looking at something and saying okay let's not do it that way let's do it this way and, and so yeah check check out all, i mean constantly surprise at all the guns that oh, they yeah. make i was blown away when we saw these latest products so yep. Really cool stuff at Caltech. So we're thankful to them and appreciate them and for their sponsorship uh, and making this episode possible today, hosting us in their booth for a little time. Um, all right. So, Matthew, let's introduce uh, what folks are going to hear here in just a minute. <clears throat> we are bringing on Rick Cicero, and he is with Honored American Veterans Afield, HAVA, honoredveterans.org. And Rick, we first met at the USCCA Concealed Carry Expo mm-hmm. 2018. Uh, in Louisville, and uh, he came on our live broadcast that we were doing there. Uh, so he was on YouTube with us and Facebook and all that. Uh, but we didn't actually ever get him officially on the podcast. So this is our our opportunity to sit down with him and get him on the podcast. Yep. And so Rick is just the most amazing person, I think, because I mean he's been through so much. It's taken you know a lot of a lot of effort, I'm sure, and work uh, time. For him to recover from the injuries he sustained overseas, He's, he was serving as a contractor. Now, he also served in the military. He also served as a law enforcement officer. But at the time, he was a contractor overseas and on a patrol and unfortunately found one of those doggone IEDs and really messed him up. Yep. You know, and, and now he, he's, you know, he's, he's up on his feet. He's walking with the aid of prosthetics. He's got prosthetic arm. Uh, folks, you'd love to meet Rick. He is, and, and so beside the whatever happened to him, uh, he has the most amazing view and outlook on life, positivity, gratitude, uh, and, a, and a mission and a desire to share with others that same, I think, positivity as well and outlook, but also to teach, to inspire, to instruct. And he actually talks in this interview with us about leadership. And it's clear to me now, after having talked to him today, that like that's that's really what he's after, and 
really, really a fine gentleman. Yeah, the, you could tell that aspect of him has not changed. It's it, the responsibility that it's bigger than me. You know, I'm doing something that, you know, I, I, I'm in the situation because I'm the person who can deliver and, and make make uh, make other people's lives better when they think that they got to sit in a wheelchair and can't do anything. So yeah. um, you can, you can definitely tell he feels a responsibility to lead and to be an example. And he certainly yeah. does, you know, through, through his family and, and through his organization, everything. Absolutely. So we are going to bring Rick on now uh, with his uh, interview and we'll catch you on the flip side for a quick outro and enjoy. This is the latest and greatest aspect of what's available for our program. Yeah. You know, we're one of the, the entities that were, quite honestly, I was there when all this started, and I was part of the whole aspect of figuring out how to shoot this thing and shoot it really well and what it was going to do best for me. And over the years, I said, well, geez, I'd like to see this happen or that happen. Mm-hmm. And things develop, and I've had a good relationship with Sig Sauer since the, the initial brace. And at one point, they finally said, well, we're going to do something for you. And next thing I know, they said, hey, we have a new brace we want you to try. And they sent me this, and there's another version that's an adjustable length brace. Cool. And this has all of the corrective actions that are needed to really make a difference for our variety of shooters we gotcha. teach. Gotcha. You know, when you come into an environment where you're teaching guys who are missing hands, have arms that don't work all the way, hands that don't work all the way, or just an absolute diminished level of strength in their upper body, mm. and you add this with a sling... You have you now have five or six points of contact depending on how you set it up, compared to a traditional rifle that has three. That yep. not only that they wobble, yep. where this it genuinely locks in and it locks in with all these pieces and parts, nice. so that when it's comfortable and it's on you and it's set to run, because this is exactly how it lands. So when it lands this way and I punch it right out, it comes right out in front of my eyes. It's stable. It's contoured. It pivots so that I can adjust it to whatever my shooter's needs are. Gotcha. And we can do so much more with it. And as we travel and we teach classes at Walter Reed and Fort Sam Houston and a couple of other locations, as well as back at home base in Florida, mm. we're reaching so many more students who never thought that they were going to be able to get back to this level and the funny thing is we take this and we actually use that to transition over to a pistol caliber carbine because that's the good intermediary before yeah 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 that's awesome all right so folks uh you know i'm going to do something a little different with this one but uh who you were just hearing and listening to is rick cicero uh great american hero and uh representative with hava which hold on Honored American Veterans Afield. Afield. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while since I actually looked at all the different words. I know that you, I know your website is honoredveterans.org. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So Rick was with us at the Concealed Carry Expo 2018 USCCA Expo, and we had you on our live broadcast. We did, you know, the three-day live, all-day-long, all-show-long uh, broadcast, which was awesome. And that I was, you know... USCCA gave us that schedule, and they're like, hey, you know, we've got all these folks lined up, you know, that we're going to have on the show. And, uh, you know, I just I see the schedule. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, all right, sounds good, you know. And you see all these names, and some of these names you don't really know or you're not that familiar with. And, Rick, you were probably, honestly, one of my, one of the favorite people and favorite interviews that, that I had all weekend long. Um, and it's partly because of your story, your background, 
but more importantly, like what you're doing today with with Hava, uh, with your organization, uh, with teaching veterans, those that have disabilities. It's a re- remarkable. Now, so for some of the podcast listeners, uh, they they may not have seen that you know live uh, broadcast that we did. So they may not have seen you on that show at the show at the, at the Concealed Carry Expo. But uh, so we'll we'll need to have you uh, tell us all some of that again here. But uh, so folks know, I do have Matthew Marister with me on today. What's up, yeah. dude? Thanks for having me in here. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's round two with yeah. Rick here, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and, and you just said that it was one of your favorite. Uh, you know, interviews we did, and I was just talking to him before. I told him the same thing. Like, genuinely, uh, one of the most impactful interviews we did, um, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you did that one with, with me, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. So, Rick, um, let's 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 back up a few years. Uh, just give people a quick rundown of who you are, how you ended up with where you are today. I'm a former Army paratrooper, and. Ended up left left the military, went became a policeman, did that for a number of years, retired, went back to the military as a contractor. After three years of contracting, was walking a foot patrol, working an IED detection dog. Dog hooked back, said, hey, hey, look what I found. And I went, oh, this is a bad spot to be in. As I raised my left hand to stop the patrol and pivoted, I detonated the IED. Instantly blowing off the bottom of my right leg, shredding my left leg and my right arm. Fortunately, they saved my left leg, but I lost my right arm and my right leg above the knee and above the elbow. So, you know, there are things when you face a challenge like this, and you can either make lemons out of lemonade or you can put it in your eyes and cry. And by Lord's blessings, I was able to make some really good lemonade. And I keep finding new ways of how I can impart that to my community. You know, I'm super blessed. My family's quite wonderful my daughter my son and i'm surrounded by some of the greatest motivation that i could ever ask for so i put it to work and the other piece of this pie that so many people don't quite get and they even say to me how do you stay so positive when you have the ability to impart a message to people who question their ability every day or question what's in their life i'm able to take what i've learned from my injuries and when the one-legged, one-armed guy says, come on, keep up with me. And the guy goes, oh, but my knee hurts. Okay, your knee hurts. You got two. Let's go. <laughs> and they'll stop. They'll look at me. And, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> and it's not that I'm being arrogant about it. It's the simple fact that sometimes you just got to face the fact that that's, that's the cards that I've been dealt. And I've got to play them. And it's not like a poker game where you're going to lose because you got a certain set of cards. Those cards you can keep rearranging until finally they turn into that full house that's going to win the game. But you've got to be willing to do it. You've got to be willing to put that effort into it. And that is a piece I never could have ever been part of. And to see so many of the veterans that we work with be able to take that no longer question where they are in their lives. And we use shooting as a tool to bring that back on, bring sobriety, sensibility, responsibility, leadership back into their community. I tell guys, stop looking like you live under a bridge because you're going to find yourself there. Because it happens. Yeah. You know? So they get back to being a father, a husband, a wife, a mother. 
and they get engaged again. And stop letting people tell you your broken toy and all these things are wrong. Look, you make things happen. And that is the, the greatest value I can ever get out of my injuries. Yeah. Uh, that's such a positive message, right? You know, just, I mean, you recognize what happened, and it happened. You can't change it. Uh, but what, what you can do about it is have a positive attitude, have a positive outlook on life, recognize the blessings in your life. And uh, that's, that's what you're doing. Well, and, you know, within that, when I have a bad day, it makes it easier because I look and I say, look at all these wonderful things I have in my life. Let's get up and go make it happen. And you can make that transition. And it's infectious. The, the level of success that you bring, and when people find success and, they, and someone wants to, to dumb it down because it makes it a little harder for them, no. Step up and follow that guy because that's what leadership's about. Leadership is not about making everybody happy. Leadership is about bringing out the best in people. And that's a big part of what I tell all of my students. This is a tool. Let's go enjoy it. Let's put it to the best use possible. And your country, your family, your community, everyone in your life needs it to be that way. Mm -hmm. So let's do it. Yeah. And, awesome. And within that, and, and the piece a lot of people don't realize, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the firearms industry. You know, all of the, the folks here that support what we do and a big piece that we're looking at for 2019 is educating the non-firearms community about what this outdoor industry and firearms industry does for the veteran community to beat the suicide issue. Be, get right out there on the, on the street. Make that difference. And doing the right thing may be the hardest thing to do, but it's always the right thing to do. And that's what we really bring back. Yeah, incredible, man. It, it, and I know um, last time we talked, we talked about your son. He's in the military, right? Yes, sir. And your daughter is here today, which we talked about her last time. But you said uh, you you let me in on a little secret about her, something that you've got to be proud about. Uh, she's in the process of enlisting and working out which best way she can serve her country and do her part she's got some pretty amazing intelligence and she's she's got rock star potential period but she's also got crazy good language skills and it's about finding the right job that's going to best benefit the military for what she can bring to it and she has wisdom and leadership beyond her years as her brother does and those are some pretty proud things yeah. and you know i always tell my kids you can ask my opinion. I'll give you my advice. But you know what the right thing to do is. So make it happen. Mm, indeed. That's awesome. Uh, quite a, a family, uh, uh, what, what will be, a, I mean, a heritage. I mean, the, the fact that uh, it seems to me that you must have had a profound impact on your children uh, to have that desire to also serve in the U.S. Armed, uh, armed Forces, right? So... I mean, is there anything you have to say to that? Or, I mean, like, I mean, for instance, I mean, for them, it's got to be really impactful. I mean, they got to look at you and go, well, dad got blown up, right? But they're, they're willing to go out there and do the same thing. You know, we value our country. My grandfather came here at 14 years old, not speaking a lick of English. From where? From Sicily. Ah. And his young wife later, she did the same thing coming home, but she at least came with her family. 
But my grandfather said, it's World War I. I need to get my citizenship. Raised his right hand, went to World War I, got shot, mustard gassed, spent six months in a French hospital. Wow. Came home, got married, raised seven children, and lived an entire full life, worked his butt off his whole life, and died at 83 years old after working in the Orange Grove all day. My uncles served as well during World War II and Korea, and I look at the, the, all of my uncles and the friends of my family and everybody involved on, on both sides of my family that cherished our country. Mm. And that, to me, is a significant piece. And as, as, my, as a young boy, watch my dad leave every day as a, as a policeman. You serve your country and you serve your community to make it better. Your community doesn't serve you. And my children grew up with that their whole lives. And it's not something we preached. It's something we lived. And that's the piece that gets overlooked is when you genuinely just live it. When they see dad leave, whether it's in a camouflage uniform or they see dad jumping out of an airplane or they see dad getting in a uniform and going to work. And they know that that's what keeps the world going and keeps the world safe. And they see it and they know it and they appreciate it. Yeah. I can't ask for much better. It's amazing, man. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, let's let's talk about the work you're doing and, and your the mission you're on now. You as as an instructor. Now you've been an instructor. I think you said a few minutes ago for twenty years. Plus. I I finished my my basic instructor course in 1996, and based off of all of my experience and my skill level I had at the time, I went right from there right into senior instructor course and started doing so much more and over the years having the ability to train everything from basic policemen and basic troops all the way up to military special operations and uh, police SWAT teams, you genuinely get the whole gamut and you learn from them. You know, and I, as a young instructor, I was always taught you be you realize when you've become a decent instructor when you start learning from your students. And that's the biggest thing that we get, because after my injury, I became the worst student I ever had. I literally knew the right thing to do with everything I was doing, and I couldn't do it. And I was doing it and screwing it up. So I kept finding certain things, and I went to my doctors and prosthetists, and I got educated, and they taught me what I was doing wrong, and we fixed it, and I worked on it, worked on it. Next thing I know, I'm working with other vets, learning from them, and then we developed this program. And now as I continue to go on and I have this procedures called osseointegration where they've implanted pins in my bones and my arm and leg, and that's what my prosthetics attached to, now I can do even more. I have a whole new support hand that really works, and I genuinely had to learn to shoot again with a pistol and a rifle. Then I got a really great new leg that gave me a lot better stance and mobility. Guess what? Time to relearn it again. And that's why our program is called Learn to Shoot Again, because you learn to live within your new life. It's not that phrase of a new normal. It's a real new life, and you have new left and right parameters. So learn how to function within them. And as technology brings you more capability, learn that technology, learn to function it the best you can, Make it run. Yeah. Awesome. Matthew? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was, as you were talking about that, I remember back when we first spoke with you, and uh, and I know that 
you were you were you were active then, but since then you were telling me. I mean, like your schedule has been booked. You 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 are getting people like wanting you to come back because of the impact. They're they're really seeing the benefit of what you're doing. So, uh, how busy are you really? I mean, well, you know, it's it's kind of funny you should say that because back when I first met y'all, I was still in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I was post op on my leg I and I had this this little bitty eight inch leg that I would be standing on on my wheelchair to get my my time in shortly thereafter the end of may i took my first steps again two and a half weeks after that i was at moyock north carolina at the academy training facility doing a move and shoot demonstration Mm. incredible and i rolled out in my wheelchair i stepped up from the wheelchair walked off with a with a crutch and as i kept walking and doing my introduction i dropped the crutch and kept walking and doing and then i went out and i shot Mm. and you know there are things that you build within yourself and you learn about yourself, but it's about taking that technology. It's about putting your best effort into it, and then it's about imparting it to the next generation of troop that can benefit from it. And those things that it, it fills my calendar. Literally, from the first of the year, we went to Fort Gordon. We trained eight active duty soldiers to prep them for Mammoth Sniper Challenge, helped the Mammoth Sniper Challenge run through the whole event, all of our students completed the shooting portion. One team dropped out of the ruck portion, but all of them completed it, and they weren't last, not a one of them. And they all came to me afterwards. Boy, I wish I paid more attention because that was a lot harder than I thought. Left from there, flew to Arizona, trained 30 guys out in Arizona last weekend. We're here this week, and then I fly home tomorrow to teach a class on Friday. And that's the momentum and rhythm we have that's scheduled all the way through middle of June right now. Wow. And I couldn't ask for any better opportunity than to bring that out for the guys and really just keep it going. And there's a time and a place I have to say no or combine a couple of things together. But when the iron's hot, you got to get it on the anvil and get to working. Yeah. That's awesome. You have sitting on the table in front of us here a SIG brace. In fact, that's their newest uh, one. And, uh, you know, there's many people that, in fact, I have several SIG-type braces, right, Uh, for AR pistols, ideally, right? But you actually understand, use, and teach people to use this, that need this. I will tell you that the SIG brace came into my life at the ultimate time. I was trying to find a way to stand and shoot a rifle again, and it just was not working. And next thing I know, I meet Alex and the guys who created the SIG brace and said, hey, we got this idea. We want you to try it. And so I picked it up, and lo and behold, it was balanced and comfortable. And next thing I know, I'm shooting a 223 standing up, and I'm drilling it. (laughs) And I'm saying... Oh, this is nice. So I tried a myriad of different ways to hold it and balance it and grip it. And I kept training and training and training and really put it together. And then worked with them and then brought it directly to Sig Sauer. Well, after Sig had picked it up. And I had done, did a series of videos and photographs and all these different things with it. And they started to get out there in the world. Next thing I know, I'm up at Sig shooting a demonstration and they go, Oh, that's how you shoot that thing. <laughs> now it makes a lot more sense. So, And I understand that over the years people have used it different ways. And, you know, there's, there's other things that we actually teach with it where the, the, 
there's a, such a thing, and people laugh at me when I refer to what's called the chin weld. Chin weld's been around forever. Mm, and sure. literally, when I have somebody who's very impaired as to how they can hold that firearm, put this right on their chin, the sight comes right directly in front of their eye. There's nothing more stable and nothing that can give them a better feel of a firearm than putting it right here. And with the design of these platforms that we have, whether it's an MCX or uh, some of the other different aspects of maybe a Scorpion or something else, or we even have these lovely micro Uzis, that I can put that right there, put the sights right in front of my shooter's eyes, and they can do this and get behind it and just ring the bell repeatedly. Heck, last year I had a student that had two-thirds of a ring finger and half of a pinky finger and no fingers on the other hand, and I had him shooting consecutively safely and holding a nice tight group at 15 yards because we used the brace and a sling and everything that we needed to do properly, and he was able to use what he had left of his ring finger because that's all he needed to do is press that trigger. And there is a young man who said, I'm never going to be able to do this again. Lo and behold, guess what? He's doing it. And he's doing doing it it well. (laughs) Exactly. And now with the advent of the latest brace, which not only does it contour perfectly to your arm because it can flex in the way that it goes, it's not a a tight entity, also it pivots. Mm -hmm. So that when, depending on how how the shooter's built and what they have for capability, they can actually get it comfortable and use that pressure properly to... Give them a nice tight lock, punch it out, and hit the target repeatedly. Yeah. Well, this looks great. I, we saw this on some of the uh, latest guns over there on Sunday at the uh, Sig Media uh, event. And uh, ah, I mean, it looks like a great, great, great iteration to the lineup of braces out there. Uh, what I love about this is that, you know, we look at the braces. I look at the braces and I go, yeah, that cool, that's cool. That allows me to have a, an SBR, you know, that's not an SBR. But the fact that, that this actually is making a difference in people's lives and, and hearing how it's actually used, that veterans that, you know, have, have sustained war injuries are able to get back out and get shooting again. Like, that's honestly what, what it's about. And that's Well, really and cool. it's not just veterans. We have a lot of other sure. people out I, there yeah. who, have, who have significant challenges. I have a blind man at home that I work with regularly. And he is a shooting fool, and he's doing such wonderful things. We've got him set up with drills at home where he's got these rubber rings mounted on his refrigerator and his door jam. They're all chest high, and he takes grip, puts both hands together in the center of his chest, punches out, so his thumbs hit the middle of the ring. So now he can get used to it. As he comes out and presents, those thumbs are going to be pointing at the target no when kidding. he grips it properly, and that's how he gets himself centered on the target. And it's things like that that we can keep doing and keep growing for folks. And even some of the young kids that see what we do and they understand, wow, look at he looks like he should not. And he's in charge, (laughs) you know, and it's, again, one of those things when I speak to that, they become disarmed and they're willing to listen and learn. And we can just change venues, get people out of the house, let them feel more comfortable and safe within their house. And I know that I'm a blessed man. And I would just like to say this in conclusion on my end. I'm terribly fortunate, and I'm never going to squander it if I can help it. And I ask everybody that knows me, if you ever see me, where I look like I'm squandering it or I don't appreciate my blessings, take me to the side, set me straight. Because it's much bigger than me, and it's much more important than me. Yeah. 
You're looking great, brother. You know, we saw you the other day, and you were on your feet. Last time I saw you, you were in the wheelchair. Uh, you got you got some new legs. Uh, you had a new hand. Don't have the hand with you today. But, uh, I mean, this guy is like the $6 million man. <laughs> 2.5 at the moment. <laughs> By the time I get the six, I'll really be rocking it. <laughs> it. It's just so, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way as far as just how technology has come and how far that's come in the last decade or so and what it's enabling, you know, us to do and you to do, of course, uh, more directly. Uh, I mean, any thoughts on that? I'm just curious. Absolutely. When you get technology, use it to the best way it's designed to be used. And I grew up with good hand tools in my hands, snap-on ratchets. Don't ever hammer a nail with a snap-on ratchet. Oh, gosh, Your dad no. will hit you in the back For of the sure. head. <laughs> so if we stop hammering nails with snap-on ratchets and we use a $3 hammer and we use it the way it's designed, it's going to work much better. And that snap-on ratchet's going to keep working for us. By the same token, make the best ratchets we can, take good care of them, and they're going to work for us forever. And that's where technology is going. We're building the right tools for the right job to do the right things. And this brace is a perfect example of that. And the new technology and the prosthetics that I have and the attachment technology, it's it's all coming together. Mm. And that's part of one thing that builds hope in our next generation soldier because, hey, to fight a little harder knowing that that's why we're eating on the other side. For sure. Last thing. Uh, obviously, you got to get going, but uh, those that are listening to the podcast here today, I mean, what do you want them to, especially relating to your mission, especially relating to Hava, right? What do you want them to how, how can they get involved? What can they do? How can they support you and what you're doing? That would be the question I'd ask. The most important thing is if you know somebody who can benefit from what we do, even if they're not an injured vet, you got a vet that's on the bubble or a vet that just never really learned how to shoot, send them my way. Absolutely. Okay. If you have a question of someone who's having a hard time, give me a call. Look up a video. You know, when you see the one-legged, one-armed guy going, keep up with him. And that's what we want to bring. And it's all about leading from the front, setting the right example. And remember, if you do the right thing, it's usually the hardest thing, but do it because it's well worth it and it'll always be the right thing. So honoredveterans.org. Go check them out. Give them some love. Look them up on social as well. And, uh, Rick, we wish you continued success in all your endeavors. Thanks Hope so to see much. you out on the range soon. Absolutely. Shoot a match together, whatever it is. I'll have to look up your schedule and then see if there's some way we could connect. And also, we need to explore uh, opportunities and ways we can also further support and help you in your mission. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So we are back, and that was just awesome talking with Rick. Uh, I love and appreciate what he's doing and the work of Hava and his organization uh, to bring education, to bring firearms you know to to bring that back into some people's lives that where maybe they think they've lost that they can't do that anymore whatever it is uh but he is teaching leading and inspiring uh great stuff so i mean what was your takeaways after this interview i mean like if it could be better than last time it it is it's just it's always remarkable to, to sit down and talk to somebody like that um, you know, it, not not to take away anything from any other guests we've had, but it's just when you when you get a, a personal 
uh, a person who who's genuinely just a, a good person and in, in their hearts in the right place and they're doing the right things for the right reasons it's unbelievable the momentum it builds and, and, and how sure. it's so infectious it is so um, just an awesome guy man just um, glad yep. to meet his daughter she was yeah. really cool going in the military awesome Absolutely. I told her to join the Marine Corps of course because <laughs> um, that you know that's the best but you know <laughs> I, you know, I, I think she's a little too intelligent for that, I, oh, frankly. come on. <laughs> Just teasing. Oh. All right. So, uh, <laughs> hey, we're going to wrap up here. But uh, once again, give Hava, honoredveterans.org. Give them some love. Go check them out. Find ways to support their mission. If you know someone that you think could benefit from what they do, uh, getting instruction, whatever it is, go to honoredveterans.org. Check them out. Please do. And also, once again, our sponsors uh, our sponsors of today's episode, Keltech. Go check them out. Keltechweapons.com, I think, is the website. Uh, but look them up. Look them up on social and buy their crap. The KS7, I'll tell you, is just so freaking cool. And uh, we really enjoyed shooting the CP33 the other day. So I know you folks are going to love them as well. And, uh, yeah, Keltech, thank you very much, folks. And we're going to sign out of here. So with that, a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. Laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.